Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second scripture lesson uh, for today is one that starts off our new church year as we uh, begin this season of Advent. So if you would like to follow along in your pew Bible or in the insert, our first reading of scripture this morning comes to us, or our, our second reading of scripture comes to us from the gospel according to Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 36. Let us listen now to God's holy word. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is coming near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Believe it or not, it is that time of year again. And I know I feel like I say this every single year, but it's true each year it seems like it just gets earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. I mean, we just celebrated Thanksgiving this past Thursday, now it's already the first Sunday of Advent. But now that we've reached this first Sunday of Advent, and as we are now on the cusp of December, perhaps now we are beginning to hear, if not already, that holiday music that makes it feel a little more seasonally appropriate. One of those songs they play, you might know, was written in the the 1950s, I believe. Uh, Silver Bells, of course, as it was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans released 
funny enough, in October, not December. It's a Christmas classic, one that you often hear in shopping malls. If you shopped in shopping malls, I don't know the last time I did. Or if you hear it on the radio or TV during the holiday season. It's one of those songs that I think puts you in the Christmas mood. You know, the one, I mean, in, if you don't know Silver Bells, you know, it goes city sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style in the air, there's a feeling of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a feeling of Christmas. But our scripture reading for this morning sings a little bit of a different tune for us. It's a tune that sings of the shaking ground, the roaring of the seas. It's a little more distressing when compared to the lyrics of uh, Silver Bells which might make us stop and wonder why this passage is included as a reading for our first Sunday of Advent, where we focus on hope. Because isn't Advent supposed to be that build-up to Christmas, a build-up that's supposed to be serene and peaceful? Well, yes and no, like all things especially when we're talking about Jesus. The hope that God gives us and the confidence it instills in us helps us navigate these churning waters to help us understand that hope, the hope that we celebrate this season, certainly came at a price. I would imagine that the people sitting in the crowd around Jesus would have also been wondering what Jesus was trying to get at in this passage for today. And while there's no doubt in my mind that there were people who were dumbfounded or confused by Jesus' words, I'm sure that there were those who also found comfort in what Jesus was saying. But to understand the comfort, the hope that people found in what Jesus had to say this morning, I think we have to take a step back first to understand what was going on during the time that Jesus would have told this parable. Now, I don't expect all of us here to have a great understanding of the ancient world though I imagine some of you, because I've talked to some of you, you do have a pretty good understanding of that. But Jesus was preaching to an audience of subjugated people. Jesus was talking to a group of people who were not under their own power, people who were conquered by a foreign entity. Anyone want to venture a guess who that was? Who said Rome? I heard multiple, okay, yeah. It was the Romans. The Roman Empire which stretched to the known ends of the earth. And it seemed that nothing could really overcome their influence. I don't know, I can't imagine what it must have been like to, live a, to be a person living under the reign of such a overwhelming force. So if I heard Jesus' words... I might be caught off guard. 
But I would listen to the words of hope, the voice of Jesus saying, be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and stand before the Son of Man. I have a hard time truly hearing what Jesus is saying as he speaks to this crowd of people who are living under the reign of such an oppressive power. I have a hard time understanding, and perhaps you do too, relating to that because in many ways, I'm not oppressed. I am able to drive in my car, go to wherever it is I want to go. I'm free to talk to Alan or Johanna or Karen or anyone who I want to. I'm free to ask Karen to play the palms on Palm Sunday, even though she might not want to play that song. <laughs> in many ways, I live freely. Many of the ways we here live freely. But there are people today, people back then as well, who would hear these words of Jesus and it would truly resonate with them as people who were oppressed because they were living under the thumb of an oppressive nation, an oppressive power. Again, for many of us, that's not something we can relate to. But of course, over this past week, I think about the people who this passage would very much so resonate with, the indigenous people who had come before us, the missing persons who are taken by the hands of corrupt individuals who exploit them for their own gain. I think about the children of refugees who are separated from their parents, some who are never reunited. And even though I cannot relate to their experience of this gospel reading, I still hear these words of Jesus who speaks to all of us and says, be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place. Be alert. Jesus is asking us to be alert. It is a message that can relate to us even if we cannot fully understand who Jesus is talking to. To those of us, to those who are oppressed, to those of us who are in privileged positions, we are called to stand up together. These words of Jesus should instill a sense of godly fear, of awe, and hope. It should instill a sense of awe that we have the privilege, the great honor to be caretakers and stewards of this world. Hope in the knowledge that while God gives us hope for a brighter tomorrow, that we cannot obtain it by ourselves no matter how hard we try. It takes a village. Perhaps you're still caught up, though, on the roaring seas, the shaking ground, the people fainting. And I admit, it can be hard to see the hope in this passage if we're not looking for it. But the beautiful part of this, in my opinion, is that Jesus acknowledges that there are trials, that there are hardships in this life that we need to overcome to get to the place where God is calling us to. But we are called to overcome these things, not alone, but together. The hope in the passage 
the hope that carries us forward, the hope we seek this Advent season, relies on whether we are going to participate in the heaven-building work God calls us to. Now, don't get me wrong. We can still sing Silver Bells or any of your other Christmas favorites. We could still sing those things. But we should also remember that in the midst of this Advent season, as we wait with hope, as we look for hope, that there are others in our area. There are people right here in this church who are waiting for hope also, waiting for us to help make it a reality. And they are not the only ones waiting for Advent hope. Because God, too, is waiting for us to go out into the world to share this story of unimaginable love and hope so that we can free each other, so that we can tell the story of God's redemptive love. The story of this great love where God stands on the side of the oppressed, those who are hurting, God stands for them. God stands for us as well by giving us the strength to confront the pains and injustices of this world with hope boldly. The story where the only thing that does not pass away, or the, the story that we hear this morning, where the only thing that does pass away, the only thing that does die, is the impressive empire of the days of old. Because it's not about empires, it's not about the power we try to accumulate, things that don't bring hope. It's about the people of God. God is waiting for all the children of the world to come together. If it takes a day or a thousand years, God can wait. That's how important we are in the eyes of God. So may we be alert. May we be ready. Because we are unsure when Christ will come again. Let us be vigilant, be prepared, not in a state of fear, but one of awe and hope. Because when we participate in the heaven-building work of God, then we will find that the hope we gain in this divine work overcomes the darkness of this world. It overcomes the darkness just as the expected Christ child overcame darkness with hope when he was first born in Bethlehem. So how will you dare to live into this Advent hope, not just for yourself, but for others this season? How will you help to overcome darkness and evil and oppression with hope? How will you add your one divine light to the collective light of all who seek and work and strive for hope that calms the roaring seas and the shaking ground? Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. 
If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.